Before we get to today's episode, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at College Hockey Talk for all updates on college hockey and this podcast. Also, follow our Spotify account and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I would really appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot. Make sure you also follow our new TikTok account at College Hockey Talk for clips from this podcast. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest. UNH women's hockey player Brianna Brooks joins the show today. Brianna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and how's everything going? Thank you for having me. Everything's good. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And obviously the season ended a few months ago. Uh, What have you been up to since the season ended? Yeah, so um, we were able to go home for a bit because we hadn't been home all season. So our coach said that we could go home and stay home if we wanted to. So I went home for a couple weeks and then I ended up coming back because I live in Ontario and home's not that fun right now because they're in lockdown. So I came back and we've just been doing spring lift and having fun and hanging out and enjoying the nice weather. Well, that's good to hear. And so what are your off-season plans and what do you hope to work on regarding your game? Um, I'm hoping to work, I'm hoping to get a lot stronger in the gym and probably my defensive game mostly um, needs the most work, which I'm going to hopefully do all summer if I'm able to skate due to COVID restrictions at home. But yeah. Yeah. How are you going to do with some of the challenges? Because I know in different areas in Canada, uh, there's a lot of COVID restrictions. It's hard to get into a gym or find ice time. So how are you going to deal with some of those challenges? Because I know you probably dealt with them last year as well. Yeah. So um, I usually go to a gym every year, but this year my family decided we'd make our own gym. So we actually just got our basement finished and we have bought all the gym equipment possible and made basically our at-home gym. And so I get program sent to me from my trainer here so I'll probably just follow that all summer and then skating like hopefully I have a private um, skills coach so hopefully I'll be able to get some ice and get on the ice with him if obviously like COVID allows me to. Well that's good to hear now I want to transition a little bit and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and work all the way up to where you are now with UNH. So you're from Whitby Ontario talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Um, so whipping, growing up in Whippy was amazing, especially like with sports and stuff. Like every kid I knew played sports, like hockey and lacrosse were a big thing in Whippy. So when I was like three, my older sister was five and she was playing hockey and I was so jealous. So my mom like begged the person to let me play hockey with her and I was so young. So they were like no at first, but then they ended up getting me on her team. So I couldn't even skate. Like I just started playing hockey right away. And then, um, yeah, and then I played minor hockey in Whippy growing up, and then I moved to Durham West in Ajax. I'm not sure if you know where that is, but I moved there, played there for a bit, and then I um, played junior, actually, in Durham West as well. And then from there, I came to UNH, and I got scouted throughout my Durham West years and then came to UNH, and I love it. (laughs) Yeah, and growing up, who was your favorite player? Growing up, I'd have to say Cassie Campbell. I'm not sure why, because she was so much older, like, now, but when I was, like, very young, like, I was always, like, oh, my gosh, like, she's so cool. She was in the Olympics at the time, so I'd have to say Cassie Campbell. Now, how did you get the opportunity to play for Durham West? So, um, 
I ended up changing organizations. I don't know, like I just kind of chose to move and I ended up like making their junior team and like talked to the coach originally who was like there. So I ended up playing as a minor my first year of junior. And yeah, I just kind of chose to go there. Yeah, and you got to play with a lot of cool teammates when you were at Durham. Your teammate at UNH, Siobhan Truder, she played for Durham West with yourself. You also got to play with Penn State forward Julie Goff. Talk about playing with those players and how did that help your hockey development coming into college? Oh, it was unreal. Like my last couple of years of junior, like I played with some of the best players ever who are all like on D1 scholarships right now. And they became like my best friends. So it was honestly an unreal experience. Like looking back, like I think I took it for granted a bit because everyone's like doing so well and like are at like a, such a high level of hockey now. And I was like, oh, like we were all in one team back then. Like that was so cool. Like it, anyways, it was just so fun. Mm -hmm. And talk about a little bit more about your experience in the PWHL and what was your favorite memory you've ever had with Durham West? Hmm. The PWHL was honestly like the best league ever. Like it was like, there was a big jump from midget to like the PW. So it was a lot, it was like, like a lot better hockey, which is like probably my favorite part. Um, but my, my, so with Durham West the memory I have is I went to the SO Cup so we won provincials in midget and we went to the SO Cup and we went to Morton Manitoba and played there so that was probably my biggest memory with Durham West but for junior I don't know honestly like when I think back I just think of like the locker room like before every game and like how much fun we had so I think that'd be like my biggest memory from there yeah, and you were also the captain of that Durham West team. Uh, what type of leadership did you want to bring in? Were you more of a vocal or lead by example type of player? I feel like I was both vocal and lead by example. Like I wanted to show, like especially the younger girls on my team, that like this is how hard you have to work if you want to like play at the next level. And if we want to win every game, like you can't, like you can't let up for a game. You can't get down on yourself if you like miss a shift or something. So I definitely wanted to lead by example there. Um, I would definitely say I was vocal too because I always tried to like encourage everyone to be the best selves too because everyone goes through ups and downs in hockey and like I myself knew that so I couldn't imagine like the younger girls being like scared of like the older girls because like my first year of junior I was that young and I had like great role models fortunately um, to look up to my first year so I just tried to, tried to like be like that. Now how did your experience with Durham West help prepare you for college hockey with UNH? Oh, I think it prepared me like as much as it could have. Um, like we, like we did similar stuff. Like when I am lifting here, I'm like, oh, like I did that in junior, so I'm like familiar with it. Like some of the exercises and stuff. So I feel like in that aspect, like it's helped me a lot for sure. Now you also got to play for Team Ontario Red. Uh, talk about playing, uh, representing your province, and getting to be a part of that tournament because that seems really fun. Yeah, that was like the best experience of my life. I met some of my best friends there and one of my roommate, my roommates now, my roommate now, sorry, was my roommate actually at um, the at Team Ontario. So like I met some of my best friends. It was honestly an unreal experience because I was playing with the best players in Ontario and I was like so fortunate to be like a part of that group. So it was an unreal experience. Like we had so much fun. Now, as an American, I was kind of confused on this. So what's the difference between Team Ontario Red versus Team Ontario Blue? 
So basically, like, because Ontario is so big, they put in two teams. So basically, like, they made, like, a first – I wouldn't say first team, but they made, like, a team red. And then they make, like, another team, like, you kind of, like, give, like, other girls, like, a chance, like, the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like – like typically they say the red team's supposed to be better than the blue team which like we were that year too but like uh, in the past like the blue team has beat the red team but yeah it's basically just two teams from Ontario that get put in because Ontario is such a big province is Ontario the only province that gets to have a blue and red team or does like um no Quebec get to have like one or two teams or British Columbia no Ontario is the only one Ontario is the only one that ever has like I don't mm-hmm. know if maybe Quebec's allowed to but maybe they're like no like mm-hmm. we only have enough players to have one good team like with Ontario like there's so many good players that they're like yeah like we want we'll have two good teams there which is usually true yeah that's awesome and just where do you keep the gold medal now and uh, how do you do you ever talk do you ever like show it off to any of your friends not really like I keep it it's at home actually um hanging up on my my curtains (laughs) so I just really keep it there and it's just a nice reminder that I worked hard for that and that was one of the best experiences of my life now let's talk a little bit about your recruitment process what was that like and what made you want to go to UNH so my recruitment process I was pretty young I was playing midget I would have been in uh, ninth grade um yeah so it was like every tournament really there was always scouts like from a young age like scouts kept coming and kept looking at you and and we would have we would either reach out to some scouts and like if it was a school we're interested we'd be like oh I'm playing here like come watch me or they would like reach out to our coaches and be like oh I'm looking at your player and like our coach will tell us and they'll be like okay like UNH is watching you today or you know what I mean so then basically I remember one tournament UNH like reached out to my coaches and they're like yeah like we're interested in her so I ended up doing like a huge tour with Siobhan actually and I toured like 10 schools in like a couple days and UNH was one of them and at that point I had no idea what UNH was and then I I came here and I loved it and I was like oh my gosh like this is definitely one of my top schools, like blah, blah, blah. And then, so I started talking to them and yeah, I just honestly, like my first time here, I knew I was like, I just love this campus. And, and when I was in grade nine, like nothing else mattered. It was just, oh, this campus is beautiful. I could see myself here. So that's like kind of what the mindset was going into like my tours. And that was like my first reaction of UNH. So that's why I chose it. Now, how do you handle the nerves of knowing that college scouts are watching you play? Because if if my if I were in that situation, I wouldn't want to know because I feel like uh, the nerves would get the best of me. Yeah, most times I'm like, I don't want to know. I'm like, don't tell me if they're here. I, I'm just going to assume that there's obviously going to be someone always watching. So honestly, like I even told my coaches, I was like, yeah, just don't tell me because I don't want to know. And even if they do tell me, I just kind of pretend like they're not there. Like just do what I would do if they weren't there. Just have fun. Now talk to other college hockey freshmen. What's the biggest adjustment you had to make? Because like I said before, talking to other college hockey freshmen, they said it's kind of the mental side of the game since you have to make a lot quicker decisions or it's just the speed of the game since the players are a lot faster than the players and juniors. Yeah, I think it's, like, honestly, both mental and physical about the speed. Like, I have to think faster and I have to skate faster. Like, both of – like, that was definitely the biggest challenge, like, hockey-wise, for sure. Now, what was the biggest improvement you've made to your game this year? Biggest improvement this year? Um, 
probably my speed for sure. Like I found at the beginning of the year, I was like, well, so I came into the year with a torn ACL. So I was still kind of recovering from that. And then when I like got going, I was like, oh, like my knee's fine. So I, I felt like I kind of had to get back into like speed and like quick feet and stuff like that. So I would say like that was my biggest improvement at the end. Yeah. And how do you try to get through the torn ACL process? Because that's one of the longest recoveries for any injury an athlete can have. It's like almost a year and a half. How'd you like mentally deal with that recovery and talk about the recovery process and getting back on the ice with UNH? Yeah. So it happened. I got surgery last February. So it was like the beginning of COVID. So I was very fortunate, like because I was essential, I was able to go to physio every day. So I did, I went to physio and rehab my knee every day. And then I slowly like got back onto the ice. And honestly, like when I came back to UNH, I was pretty much okay. Like I had to start, when I first came here in August, I started rehab with my trainer here. And I was doing that every day on top of like lifts and skating. So it was kind of tough, like physically, like I was so tired all the time. But honestly, like it got better when I first started skating originally here. I was like, oh, like this is a little tough. But then I, I got used to it. Like it honestly, it was a good thing that our season started in November because it definitely benefited me because I was at my best like by November at that point because it was almost like 10 months or something like that. So I was fine. Now, Whittemore Center is one of the biggest ice surfaces in college hockey. How did you adjust to the bigger ice surface, especially since you might go against a team that has a much smaller ice surface on the road on a Friday or Saturday? So my home ice in junior was almost as big. So I love, like, the big ice. So I, like, don't have a problem with that. Like, that's, like, like I love playing at home. It's my favorite. It's definitely, like, my favorite, favorite ice rink to play at. When traveling, though, like, it is a little bit, like, oh, it's kind of small. We don't have enough room. But honestly, it almost makes it easier. Like, we practice in such a big ice rink that when we go to the small ice rinks, like, we're, like, not as tired and it doesn't take, like, as much energy. So, like, I feel like we have a benefit. Now, let's start off talking about this past season. So, your team had some success throughout the regular season. You beat the number eight team in the country in Boston University, and then you also beat Northeastern in a shootout. How important were those type of wins heading into the hockey's playoffs? Oh, those wins were huge because it gave us confidence going into, like, playing Northeastern, let's say, in the playoffs. Like, we were like, we, we, we beat them before. Like, why can't we beat them again type thing? Yeah, and I feel like people don't give you enough credit for how good that BU win was in the beginning of the year because they're a really good team. And I was kind of surprised that they didn't make it farther in the hockey's tournament than they actually did. So just talk about getting that win. I don't know if you played in that game because it was in the beginning of the season, but just talk about how important that one was. I did, I did play that game, and it was honestly like – it was – crazy to me that I was like because I BU like stereotypically is supposed to be really good so I was like oh like we're just as good type thing like that was like my mindset like playing our first couple games I was like we're just as good like we can keep up with them like we can beat any team like that was kind of my mindset and I feel like it gave my whole team confidence going into the whole season now let's talk about the hockey's playoffs that you're just in what was it like being holy cross on home ice and just talk about the positive momentum that game brought you guys heading into northeastern the following weekend yeah beating holy cross was huge like we were so pumped before that game and i think that's honestly why we won like we were all so happy like so energetic in the locker room and in warm-up so going into that game i felt like we were all pretty confident and we all like wanted to have fun. Like every single person on that team wanted to score a goal. So like, I feel like when we go into a game like that, like that's like, 
why we do well. Yeah, what was the offensive game plan throughout that game? Because I felt like you guys scored those two quick goals in the first period, and then holy, you kind of defensively locked them out of their zone entries. So I guess, like, what was the offensive game plan, and was that the goal was trying to get two early goals and then kind of just defensively locked down throughout the rest of the game? Yeah, the offensive game plan was honestly score early, like just shut them down, tell them that they're losing this game early on, and then we'll like play defensive near the end. Now, yeah, and talk about your zone entries, because that's what impressed me the most throughout watching that game was just how you guys clearly entered the zone in a great way and then created offensive chances from that and created odd man rushes from that too, because that was watching the game. That was the coolest part of the best part of your game plan, in my opinion. Yeah, so actually, like, we've been working on that. We, like, before that game, we worked on that a lot in practice. Like, we would do it, like, a bunch of times each with, like, our line specifically. So I feel like my line, like, in particular, like, we, like, knew what we wanted to do. And we went into that game where, like, we practiced this. Like, it was working in practice. We were having fun in practice. So we're like, let's do it in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was, that was just, for me, it was really impressive. And then the puck battles as well. Uh, how do you, like, prepare for going against those board battles and puck battles throughout the games, especially a team like Holy Cross, who they're really successful at that? Yeah, honestly, I just go in with the mindset, like, I'm coming out with the puck. I'm going to do whatever I can to come out with the puck and not get a penalty. Now, you then played Northeastern in the following weekend. Talk about that game, and what do you think you could have done better to win that game? Because in my opinion, I felt like the score didn't really reflect of how close that game actually was. Yeah, uh, at the beginning of the game, I think we were all positive, and we're like, we can do this. We know we can do this. Like, let's just do it. But then I feel like second period, end of second period, as soon as they started scoring, like, we got down in ourselves, and we were just like, whatever, like, obviously they're going to beat us like they're the number one team type thing which I think like that negative attitude brought us down and was like like no one like we just didn't start we stopped caring and they started scoring which but I agree like that game felt like a one nothing game mostly the whole time. Now did you get to watch Northeastern in the national tournament this year? I didn't. I just want to get your reaction though on just them winning the whole thing and just how it shows how good of a conference hockey East is. Yeah, um, honestly, like, my reaction is just, like, yeah, like, they deserve to win. They had a good season. Um, I didn't expect anything less, honestly. <laughs> now, what was, been, what was it like to play this year without any fans, and how did you adjust to that? Um, honestly, like, I feel like as a freshman, I don't really know what it was like to have many fans there, so it wasn't, like, it didn't – I feel like it doesn't really affect me, honestly. But I feel like that, like – there wasn't that like we're playing to win something was there all year. Like, I feel like it was a bit like, Oh, it's just another fun game because maybe no one was there. I feel like that definitely had an impact on it for sure. Now did those cardboard cutouts make a difference? Because talking to some players, they say they don't really notice them. And then other players say it does make a difference because it feels like there's actually fans in the stands. What's your opinion on that? Yeah. Like I would say, I don't really notice them a lot. Like, I feel like it does fill the rank, though. Like, it didn't feel like just, like, an empty arena. But I would say, like, I don't really notice them. Now, how excited are you for fans next year? Because UNH has one of the best student sections in the country. And obviously, Whittemore Center is such a big arena. So if they pack the house, it's such a great atmosphere to be a part of, especially as a player. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm especially excited for, like, my family to come down and, like, my friends who don't play sports to, like, come watch because they think it's so cool. So I feel like that would – that will be fun when they can do that. 
Now, you also had to adjust to a lot of schedule changes throughout the season. How did you mentally stay prepared for all the schedule changes that happened? And what was the key for maintaining flexibility? Because in hockey, you didn't even know who you're going to play until the Tuesday before the weekend. Yeah, my mindset was just don't expect anything. Um, don't. I didn't even look at who I played that weekend until my coach would tell us like Thursday or Friday or Wednesday or whatever, whenever we like found out and it was for sure. So I feel like that like helped because I wasn't like, oh, I'm so excited to play them like two weeks in advance. I was just kind of like see like day by day, who are we going to play? Mm-hmm. And how did you prepare for opponents this year, having little time to little time to know who they actually were throughout the season? We would do video uh, the day of the game or the day before of like their team plays or like us playing them. So I feel like that like helped a lot because it kind of like got us prepared. Like, okay, we're playing Holy Cross today. We're playing Northeastern. Like this is what they do. This is how we're going to defend it. Now talk about the upperclassmen and just how they helped your freshman class transition into college hockey, because you guys had one of the biggest freshman classes heading in uh, to the team this year. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to have to give them a lot of credit because we were a pretty big class and I think we're a handful too. Like we're all a little crazy. So I think it was a lot for them, but they handled it well. Like they always made us feel welcome. Like they introduced us to everything and taught us everything really well, I think. Now three and three overtime was also introduced to college hockey this year. What was that like for yourself having more space on the ice and having more offensive opportunities to score goals? Yeah. Wait, what did you say at the beginning? Sorry, I missed that. Oh, three and three overtime was introduced to college hockey this year. What was that like for yourself, just having more space on the ice and having more offensive opportunities to score goals? Oh, I love three and three. Like, I feel like that was fun. Like, I feel like sometimes it doesn't really reflect on each team because it's like one player can go end to end and do it on themselves. So it's basically like who has the best three and three strategies. But yeah, I think it was good. Like, I like three and three. Like, it was fun. Yeah, the reason why I like 3 and 3 is, one, because it showcases the skill of a lot of the best college hockey players in the country, which I think is important to help grow the game. But another reason is it eliminates ties. And I don't know about yourself, but I absolutely hate ties. So I guess that was one aspect of college hockey that I did not miss from last year. Yeah, I hate ties, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I totally agree. I want a winner at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather lose than have a tie. That's how much I hate it, honestly. Now, how did you, like, um, defensively – what's your mindset defensively in three and three overtime? Because talking to other players, they say if you're not defensively minded, it can cause an odd man rush for the other team because you can make one little defensive mistake. Yeah, so my mindset in three and three is get the puck and don't lose it. Like, puck possession the whole time because then you can play defensively with it, but you can also, like, if you want to go offensively, like, you can. So that's really what I think. Like, just keep the puck and pass it to your teammates. And if you're not going to go score, then just – keep it still like don't give it to them to go have that chance so now I'm going to ask you about some of the teammates you get to play with on a daily basis the first teammate I want to ask you about is Julia Scammell uh, just talk about the leadership that she brings to your team and just how good of a player she is and just about what she like as a teammate both on and off the ice yeah she's an amazing teammate she's always she's a little quieter but she's always fun in the locker room and she always makes everyone feel welcome she's a great player though too she's always working hard in practice and we can see like we can see it in the game too you also get to play with Lindsay Dumas and just talk about the leadership that she brings and just how good of a player she is and just what she's like as a teammate both on and off the ice yeah Lindsay's really funny off the ice she's definitely a character so we all enjoy her presence and she's honestly one of the hardest working players I've ever played with I think she grinds in the weight room like practice like and we can see it in a game like she plays so hard 
and she's like our best penalty killer by far. So yeah, she's really fun to play with. Now the final teammate I want to ask you about is Avery Myers. She's like a goal scoring machine. Just talk about her as a teammate, both on and off the ice as well. Yeah, she's a good teammate. Off the ice, she's fun. Well, we become friends, which is nice. And on the ice, yeah, she's she works hard. She can score. She can place the puck at basically anywhere. So it's good. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment of the podcast, where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first question to you is, what is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve would have to be slow walkers or drivers. Mm-hmm. I agree. With I you hate slow walkers and drivers, and I just get it just get makes me mad. Like, just move out of the way. Well, luckily, you're in New England, and there is no there's not a lot of slow drivers. To be honest, it's more people uh, out of control on the lanes. That's mostly what I have to deal with. But I do agree with you. If someone's going like under 65 miles per hour on the middle lane, it just yeah. bothers me because I need to get someplace on the highway. Like, move, mm-hmm. What is your favorite class you take at UNH? favorite class was probably my exercise science class it was like health and nutrition I found it just like really easy and it was one of the classes I had in person so it was like fun because we got to do labs and stuff which like every other class was online so I'd have to do my exercise science class how do you deal with the how do you balance I guess the academic aspect of being a student athlete and the hockey side of being a student athlete because being in college myself it's hard just to balance the academic side but I feel like if you add hockey on top of it during the middle of a season it seems like it can be kind of a grind yeah so honestly this year everything being online definitely helped because we didn't have to like go to class we could kind of like stay in bed all day and join class if we needed to like on our phones or whatever so I feel like that was like helpful within the season especially but yeah it's a lot sometimes like we got to make sure our homework's done like before the weekend because like we could be on the road or we have a game and like no one wants to worry about homework when we have hockey so like yeah early in the week we try to just grind get everything done and then so we're good for the weekend how'd you adjust to online school online school wasn't that bad um i did like my like last year I did half of my second semester in online so I was kind of like already used to it so I feel like I was just kind of continuing that so I, I don't think it's been that bad it was easy to get used to and like I think it's going to be weird having to go in person now honestly because I'm so used to it yeah the only thing I don't like about online school is the zoom breakout rooms uh, yeah. they're super awkward and brutal to be a part of I don't know if you've had those experiences but I can't stand them they are. They suck. And then I don't even know what we're supposed to talk about. No one talks. And then you just speak up. It's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I had one Zoom breakout room like a few weeks ago. And this one person, like, Mike wasn't working. So, like, they had to type, like, all of their answers on the, like, chat function. And I, I had a talk. It was weird. I was, like, talking to myself while this person was just chatting everything. It was really awkward. That's so weird. <laughs> so next question is, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? Jennifer Aniston, for nice. sure. Yeah. Friends fan? Oh, yeah. Friends is my favorite show, so I would have to say her. I know she's older now, but young Jennifer Aniston, I would want her to be me. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of your teammates. Well, who is the best trash talker on the team? Trash talker? Mm. Probably Siobhan Truder. She's she can come up with some chirps on the spot. Yeah, no. that's what I'd have to say. <laughs> Has she drawn any penalties this year from her chirps or not really? No. Oh, uh, because I know some people are so good that it gets under other opponents' skin and they draw penalties because of it, and it's kind of like a 
aspect of the game that I feel like people don't realize. Yeah, maybe Nicole Kelly has done that, actually. She's pretty good at it, too. They both, they definitely fight for that one. I feel like Nicole has definitely done that before. <laughs> like, that's, like, that seems like something she's done. Now, who was the cleanest teammate? Like, who keeps their locker room the cleanest? I'd have to say my roommate, Charlie. She's very clean. I myself are very clean. Like, our room is spotless. Like, if there's dirt or if our bed's not made, we're like, what Like what happened in here? So I definitely would have to say, Charlie. Is there other people on your team who are kind of the complete opposite of that? Oh, yeah. Siobhan, Truder, and Kyla. They live next door to us, and they're a mess, and everything is a mess that they own. So we're like, oh, we can't, we can't be over there. <laughs> now, who is the funniest teammate? Funniest teammate? I have to say Tamara Theris or Lindsay Dumont. She's pretty funny too. Tamara's funny in her own way, but Lindsay, Lindsay's funny. Like she always makes like jokes and stuff. So maybe, probably Lindsay actually. Now besides yourself, who has the best style on the team? Style. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe Maybe Charlie. Charlie Kettle. Yeah, nice. she's good style. <laughs> now, who is the top, who is the best player you've ever played against so far in Hockey East? Best player? Probably Elena Mueller. Nice. Everyone's, she's so fun to watch. Like, I don't know how she pulls off the, some of the moves she does. Like, I find her fun to watch when I'm playing against her. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's so good. I'm not like, oh, I hate her. I'm just like, she's so good. Like, yeah. I wish I could do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now back to some hockey questions now. My first question to you is, what should be done to help grow women's hockey, in your opinion? Um, I think that we could have some more contact, like some penalties in games I'm, I get frustrated with because I'm like, that's so stupid. Like, this is men's hockey that you wouldn't call that. So I feel like maybe a little bit looser on, like, that rule for sure. Yeah, do you think hitting should be allowed in women's hockey, like full-on body checking? Or I don't know. I know people are, like, kind of controversial on that. Yeah, I don't know about full-on hitting, but, like, if – yeah, I don't know about hitting, but just, like, a little bit more, like, yeah, we can hit, but we can't full-on body check, you know? Like, we can be aggressive without getting a penalty. Yeah. I just think, like, I don't know. Like, I like – personally, I like when the refs swallow the whistle and let the players play. I yeah. think it makes the game more fun to watch. But there's other refs that are, like, the complete opposite. They're super strict about it. And I feel like if you let hitting in women's hockey, it kind of eliminates that fine line between yeah. which refs are strict and which refs aren't. Yeah, I agree. Now, obviously, the World Championships were canceled and rescheduled. They were supposed to play in Nova Scotia. I just want to get your reaction on that and – what was your mindset of when that whole process was going on? That was frustrating, especially because I know the U18 boys were playing <clears throat> and some of my friends actually went there or some people that I knew. So that was frustrating because I was like, the Olympic athletes can't like play their championship and in, in call in, um, sorry, in Canada, but the U18 Canadian boys can play. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, why? Why are they canceling that for the girls? Like, they have nothing ever. And the one thing they get during COVID, it's canceled. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, no, that was definitely uh, – it was tough to see. But I know they rescheduled it. Uh, do they know when the – where it's going to be? Because I know it's not going to be in Halifax anymore. I have no idea. I just heard it was going to be sometime in August or something. Yeah, I don't really – I haven't really paid attention too much, honestly. 
Yeah, I'm trying to keep a positive mindset on it, though, because August, there's not a lot of sports that are going on. So maybe it helps bring more viewers to women's hockey just because that's what, the only thing that's happening in the sports world. Yeah, hopefully. Now, what advice would you give a younger player trying to pursue a Division One college hockey scholarship? Just work hard and do your best because, honestly, like high school especially is stressful <clears throat> in general, and I it was hard like managing like what school are you going to go to and all this stuff. So I think just be true to yourself, do what you want to do. Don't let anyone else convince you otherwise. Now, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give to your teammates, family members or friends? I know I mentioned some of your teammates throughout the interview, but if there's any family member I forgot to mention or a friend I forgot to mention, feel free to shout them out now. I would just shout out my whole team, honestly. Like they're amazing. We have an amazing atmosphere here at UNH and every single person here, like I love and adore and, look up to and we just have a great time so <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for coming on the podcast brianna i really appreciate your time i wish you all the best take care stay safe and hopefully I get to see you play in the future and i know you guys have finals next week so good luck on that thank you thank you so much for having me as well thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode i really appreciate it and it means a lot to me Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye.